if you knew what God had in store for you, you'd have more faith in the plan than in him. I love that. Wow. And that really has always been important for me. And, you know, everything that we've succeeded in, it's never been without challenge. And, you know, having someone to turn to and to pray to and to just believe in and have faith in has really, really kept us going, to be honest. So, Welcome to the Called Forth podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello, Called Forth ladies. I am so excited for today's episode. We have a guest. Gianna Romani is joining us today to talk about her new book, Day Hustle. But before we get started, I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro on who Gianna is. Gianna Marie Romani, often referred to as G, as the other half of FNG, Farad and Gianna, and is the author of Day Hustle. Receive the benefits of a day job while you grow your side hustle. Retired at 39 from a 20-year career, G is now focusing on her and her husband's businesses and investments. Together, FNG hustle to the honeymoon life, what they've characterized as a life focused on love and adventure and one that you don't need a vacation from. So thank you, Gianna, for coming today. It's my pleasure, Don. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I'm excited for the Call Forth audience to get to know who you are and what you're about. So one of the first questions I want to ask is basically what is angel employment? Well, angel employment might sound too good to be true, Don, but basically we are paying people the, the benefits of a day job, so the salary, health insurance, 401k, to grow their own business, to grow their side hustle. Basically, we are giving them the 40 hours a week plus that they put in their day job back to them. Okay. Okay. So this, this concept was so interesting to me um, as I actually have a copy of your book. Um, I was reading it um, over the weekend um, to learn more about uh, the, the concept of day hustle. But before we get any further into that, I was really curious about um, what led you to write the book, write the book day hustle. Cause I know you were working a nine to five, several nine to fives before you came up with this concept. So just really curious on what led you to start this new journey. Yeah, well, I actually wanted to write a book about my husband and my secret to success, if you want to call it that. But my day job was always getting in the way. And I was all into my day job. So I just put the book aside. You know, there's a lot of people that do day jobs and side hustles, and they're very, they're very successful at growing their business. But I also had a family that I didn't want to sacrifice time with them. I didn't want to sacrifice time for self-improvement, for exercise. So that side hustle, that passion of mine always got pushed to the wayside. Well, you know, I was reading books like Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but not just that, you know, his second book, Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. And these really hit home as to making the the point that being an employee is not the way to go, especially if we wanted to 
build a life that we didn't want a vacation, you know, don't need a vacation from, Mm -hmm. you know, in a day job, you are paying yourself last and you're in this hamster wheel. So I knew that I wanted to get out of the day job, but it was comfortable there. It was secure there. It's not like I hated my job. I actually enjoyed it. I just didn't love it. Like Mm -hmm. I love writing. So I figured, you know, I wish somebody would just pay me what I wanted to do. And in the spirit of giving away first what I want, I figured, well, how can we pay people to do what they want? Mm -hmm. And that's where the idea came from. And so with angel employment, I was able to break through my golden handcuffs. And I figured, you know, why don't I write the book to help people break through their golden handcuffs as well? And that's, that's why I wrote the book. I just, I just feel like, you know, when I announced my retirement, my number one response was, oh, you know, one day I want to do this too. Mm -hmm. One day I want to do that. And it just gave me the sense of responsibility to, to put this out there for people. Mm, That's so interesting. So I I feel like for so many people, I'm sure so many of the people listening, they know that they want to seek and start a business and do something more, but they struggle because they wonder, what is it that I go all in on? And actually in your book, I want to say it's page, I wrote it down here. Well, page 98, I believe you talk about, or 97, 97 or 98, you talk about clarity, how important clarity is to starting. So what would you say it was for you that allowed you to gain the clarity to know, okay, day hustle is this, is the idea I need to go all in on this. That's a great question. I think without clarity, that's when I'm most anxious and that's when I'm seeking answers the most, you know, I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm talking to my husband. And until you really ask yourself the questions of, you know, if, I'm doing what I'm doing now, five years from now, 10 years from now, one year from now, how am I going to feel? Do I feel fulfilled or do I feel stuck? Do I feel like I'm making a difference or am I coming up with some sort of uh, ingenuine reason why I'm still doing what I'm doing 20 years later? And so that's the questions that I had until I really said, you know what, writing gets me out of bed in the morning before an alarm clock even had to get me up for my day job. Mm-hmm. And, but it wasn't just the writing done. It was my purpose in, in figuring out what am I writing about? Am I really helping people? And I just felt like if I was struggling with the golden handcuffs, then other people are. And so, like I said, that's the sense of responsibility that kind of um, helped me really get that clarity. Like I need to do this for people. So have you always been a writer from, you know, obviously you're just not writing this book, but if you always had a love of writing and if so, like, how was that cultivated? I didn't actually think about it too much, but ever since I was little, I was writing speeches for, you know, like sixth grade graduation, or I was writing a poem for my brother's high school graduation. And I dedicated a poem to him. Uh, when I did my day job, my day job was in real estate and property management. And I ended up, um, you know, just, just whether, you know, I was in the position or not to write blog articles and magazine articles. 
and then the keynote speeches for our team meetings and company meetings. So I really always enjoyed writing, but uh, what really led me to thinking that I wanted to be an author, like to publish a book, a whole book, was, um, you know, my husband and I have a really fantastic marriage. We've been married for 20 years now. And I was being surrounded by people that weren't in fulfilling marriages. And a lot of them were, were falling apart. And I just didn't like that. Like, you know, when I hear marriage, I hear, you know, commitment to God, to your husband and to your family. And I was just seeing too many marriages break apart. So I wanted to write the book as to like our approach to marriage. Um, and what happened was, you know, I started writing the book again, as I mentioned, the day job kind of got in the way, but one of my biggest fears was, okay, how am I going to get this book to all the people that it needs to get out to? I don't have, you know, I don't have, I'm not a celebrity. I don't know how I can reach people and whether right or wrong, I felt like in this day and age with the great resignation and quiet quitting and inflation the way it is. Mm -hmm. I felt like a book about finances and just being more financially stable and healthy would get my name out there more. So, so to be honest, I wrote this book so it would help people in that facet of life. But my real goal is for them to know me so that they would um, read my second book that will, you know, come out eventually. <laughs> I love that. I love that because so many times I feel like as an entrepreneur going into a space, we get into our head that, oh, I only have to talk about this one thing, or I can't show pieces of myself, but really it's when you're vulnerable and real and talk about, uh, the, your own passions, your, and your own interests that it creates that connecting piece with your audience and allows people to have that buy-in and that investment to who you are, because yes, they want to know about finance but when they can paint a picture about why you're speaking about the things that you are, I do feel like it, it really helps with that connecting piece because people don't just buy a product. They, they buy a story, they buy into the individual. So I love that you felt the freedom to share more about, you know, the personal side of your life, which kind of leads into one of the questions that I had for you uh, in the tone of the book. One, one thing that I, I really appreciated about it is that I got the sense that you really love family and value family. And as a wife and mama for myself, um, I would just love to hear your thoughts on how important it's been for you to walk this out in front of your children, because as parents, you know, uh, our kids are watching everything that we do. So from the side of like being a mom, like what has it been like for you to, to walk this out as an example to your children? And then what lessons do you want them to learn from that journey of entrepreneurship? I, well, family's everything to me. Uh, everything I do is for them and everything I want to do is with them uh, for, for as long as they let me, you know, I mean, our, my kids are teenagers now, so, you know, they're busy with their own things, but to have, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner together because I'm home and not at my day job. That's, that's huge, you know, for my teenage son to say, Hey, are you coming to the homecoming game? That's huge for us. Mm. And a lot of our, uh, my husband and my business ad, ad, uh, adventures, I'll call it, is because we incorporate them in the talks. We don't ever think that they're too young to hear something. In fact, we think that, you know, we were probably even late 
and bringing into uh, bringing them into the conversations. But when they were in elementary and middle school, we decided that we would have family meetings and they would, you know, start learning about real estate investing and, you know, just responsible spending and and things like that. And it was just important for us to incorporate them as members of the family. And, you know, that's really changed how I think they see things. Actually, well, they're they're both split. So I have two boys. And I think a lot of people say how, you know, one child could be the, the polar opposite of another. One child is very traditional. He's uh, he's in at USF right now doing pre-med and he's doing the college route. Like there's, there's no other way around being a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other one is, uh, you know, he was going back and forth with, do I need college? Do I want to have that uh, the debt of college when everything I want to learn about investing and entrepreneurship is available for free online. And that's kind of what I talk about in the book, Don, like even teachers need to, to, to realize that, the day job might not necessarily be very secure as people make, you know, job security sound like it is. And so, you know, that's for family time for me, like all this goes about family time, whatever we're doing, whether it's, you know, kayaking or dirt bike riding or teaching them things, Mm -hmm. it's to be together. And a lot of people who have a day job and whether they have a side hustle or not, they don't have enough family time. Like everyone knows how much family time we have. And for us, it's not ever enough. Mm. And one of the realizations that I had through this process is even though I was there for all the vacations, for all of the chaperoning of their field trips and all of their games, a lot of times I wasn't presently there, like uh, mentally there. I was physically there, but I wasn't mentally there. I was checking my emails. I was returning calls. And so, you know, that's, these are the things where I don't think we need to accept the mm-hmm. tradition of, of day jobs and, and things like that and where entrepreneurship really comes in. Yes. And I can so relate to that. And kids are, you know, they don't always have the filter. So my kids will call me out at times. They're like, mom, Hey, I want you to watch this, or, um, I want you to, to see this. And so I, I really relate to what you're saying, because there's times where I have to be so intentional that like, no, put my phone down. I'm not going to be paying attention to that right now. And just be present in the moment. Um, cause you know, you don't get those moments back. So I love that you say that because it's such a good challenge and reminder to ourselves to mm-hmm. pay attention and not let those moments slip past. And so I love that you shared that, but it's to go back to something that your offense that you, you talk about in the book is that I think you said the statistic was like 34% of Americans have a side hustle. And I was really fascinated by that uh, because, you know, you hear about people that have side hustles, but to see the the statistic behind it was, mm-hmm. was interesting to me. So from your perspective and being in this world, do you see that number continuing to grow? And if so, why? Yeah, I absolutely think it's going to continue to grow. And, you know, that 34%, I think, was a 2021 survey from people in 2020. And like the number of people they expected to start a side hustle in 2021 was even more. And so the latest survey that I saw, uh, basically, the percentage equaled 70 million Americans having side hustles. And um, it's only going to continue to grow because everything that at least that I'm seeing on social media, on podcasts, if you're, if you're in a place where you're not feeling like complete, if you're not feeling fulfilled, if if you're feeling stuck, I know that's a big, you know, 
part of what you're trying to get out there, Don, as far as your message goes, you're going to start thinking about entrepreneurship because all these books and podcasts are teaching you that being an employee is not the way to go. And then this year, come, you know, this year comes like the highest inflation rate in however many years. And, you know, we're, we don't know what's going to happen with the real estate market and all of this. So uh, with, when it comes to investing and real estate and everything like that, we've been investing in real estate, but we knew that we had to pivot in some way. We're never going to be out of real estate, but investing in businesses was something that my husband and I really um, knew that we had to really get serious about. We had started our own businesses. Again, I'll call them side hustles. Uh, things that we treated more as hobbies than intentional businesses to scale. And, and that's fine. Like, I think people have side hustles because it just made sense to, you know, have a hobby that made money. But then I think they're going to realize, hey, you know what, if I really ask myself the questions of where do I want to be X number of years from now, uh, what's my dream life? It's never going to be working for someone else because one of the things I realized is all the creativity that I was putting in my day job, all of the hard work that I was putting in my day job, all the hours that I was basically swapping for money, I can just do for myself. Mm. And that's where, you know, that that's where the fear comes from as far as giving up the job security, giving up that steady paycheck and angel employment is our answer to that problem. Hmm. Um, one thing that was so interesting as I was reading your book, um, you know, with everything that you've accomplished, you come across as a very ambitious person, uh, you know, in the different jobs that you had in property management, you were signing clients, you were growing, you were moving up in the company, you were adding value. What would you say has been your inspiration for how you've learned to become so driven? Is it more natural for you? Did you learn to become driven over time? Um, I, I'm just curious from the audience's perspective, some things they can take away from what you've done in your own life to, to grow as you go and then get to this point where you're actually launching your own business. For me, it was just always giving my all. And, you know, so when I was in the day job and I thought that that was where I wanted to be and needed to be, then I gave it my all. There was no, there was no, um, well, you know, they talk about quite quitting right now, which is just doing what you need to do to get by basically. And, you know, just go under the radar. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was always giving my all and, and figuring out how I can innovate. How can I, you know, make things easier for people? How can I make someone feel like they're getting the best service from this company that I'm working for and why, the, you know, why they made a good decision choosing us over somebody else. So I think in everything that we do and, of course, this goes back to the kind of example that you want to leave for your kids is when you go into something, you're going out there to be the best, you're going out there to, to inspire people. And you know, when there's a challenge, when you rise to that challenge, when you beat that challenge, it's, it's inspires people. Um, I think, you know, with social media right now, when people are posting, like, you know, great things about their family, like, it's so inspiring to for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I love watching people succeed. And I just want to be the person that motivates them as well. So I, I think that, I mean, that, that I think that comes from my family, uh, you know, being raised in, in a Filipino uh, American family, you know, my, my family immigrated to America to take on and 
take advantage of all the opportunities. I don't think people, a lot of people realize the amazing opportunities that America has. Like, I'm so grateful for it. My husband is Iranian. Um, his family is persecuted in Iran and, and there's crazy the things that are going on right now. They don't have religious freedom. They don't have... Uh, a lot of any kind of freedom mm. and and you know the things that we do now to be able to pursue our passions to be able to you know choose the kind of work that we want to do and and the kind of people that we want to be it's a tribute to the people one that don't have that freedom but also to the people that are fighting for our freedom especially you know our soldiers here in the U.S. so mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, when you when you speak of patriotism, you just it, it lights me up because I completely agree. Um, I think it's so valuable I to look at what you have and be thankful and be grateful and put things in perspective. There's so many stories I hear in the news now about people being triggered and and all of these things, and I'm like perspective, perspective. We've yeah. we've got to keep perspective. If we did that, I feel like the you know the world as a whole, people as a whole, would just have you know, a completely different life if they could really keep perspective and know, um, you know, what some people in, in other sides of the world are facing compared to what we're facing. So um, patriotism is something that I would love to see grow in America more and more um, to really realize, like you said, the value of what they get to do every day and the freedoms that they have. It's it's just um, something that I'm, I'm hoping that we do a turnaround in America as far as understanding patriotism. Um, so one of the other questions I have for you today is uh, what has, and you've spoken on it, I think a little bit, but I want to dive, you know, lean into this question a little bit more. What role has faith played in your decision to move forward into something brand new? Because a lot of times people hold on to ideas and they don't always walk them out fully because they're afraid. Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm choosing the wrong thing to lean into? And they, they get bit, held back by limiting beliefs and fear. And so for the, our called forth audience, you know, faith is a big part of why we do what we do. So I'd be curious to know what role faith has had in your life, as far as your willingness to step forward into what was stirring on your heart. In addition to family and fun and finances and fitness, faith is one of my favorite F words, I, I call it. And, you know, my husband and I have been known to make bold moves ever, ever since actually dating each other, because, you know, he he's much older than me. And I got married young. And, you know, after I got married and finished college, I we had our first son, and then we moved across the country, you know. And um, after establishing, you know, really good and lucrative jobs in Maryland, from moving from California, we left that because we wanted to live in Florida. And so we've been known to make bold moves. And it's really because we've had faith in God and in our relationship and our support system and in ourselves, like having faith, just knowing that things will work out and knowing that there is a God and a God that's, you know, has a good future and plan for us, then that's really helped me. And one of the things that, you know, that I've always seen is, is I haven't really been the kind of person that thinks of what if, like my husband's more uh, realistic and okay, if this happens, let's have a plan for it, right? I'm more of the optimistic, like, you know, let's just do it. Um, and, and it's good, right, to have that balance. 
But one of the things that really hit home for me is that if you knew what God had in store for you, you'd have more faith in the plan than in Mm -hmm. him. I love that. Wow. And that really has always been important for me. And, you know, everything that we've succeeded in, it's never been without challenge. And, you know, having someone to turn to and to pray to and to just believe in and have faith in has really, really kept us going, to be honest. So. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that side of it. Uh, that's that's absolutely true. I I love um, your that quote that you just mentioned. I'm definitely going to have to highlight that when we um, share the description of that because that is so good. Um, so one of the things I kind of want to dive into and give you the opportunity to speak into more is who is an angel in employment for and what benefits um, is there to angel employment? Yeah, sure. So. Angel employment is giving you the day job benefits that you're afraid of losing if you want to transition to being a business owner. If you're at that point where you know that you want to be your own boss, you want to be able to do what you're passionate about on your own time, on your own terms, then we have the vehicle for you basically to not worry about how you're going to put food on the table, how are you going to have health insurance for your family? That's what angel employment is. If you've heard of angel investors who gives businesses lump sum, you know, large sums of money to help with business expenses, angel employment is to help you with your personal expenses. And that was, you know, as a mom, as a wife, that was so important for me to not be afraid of losing that when transitioning to pursuing my own passion, because then, you know, you question yourself, are you being selfish? Are you going to put your family in a bad position? And that's where angel employment is. Um, And so we're not only looking for people that can take advantage of this, but, you know, the more sales we have on the book, the more money we have to fund what we're calling day hustlers. Mm -hmm. So investors, that invest in real estate, that invest in, you know, venture capital, ca- venture capitalists, angel investors right now, they can also invest as angel employers. We are looking to partner with people so that you can invest in people pursuing their passion is, is what it is. And uh, it's very fulfilling and your risk is also limited. So as I mentioned, angel investors stand to lose a lot of money in, in these large lump sums, but here your investment is limited to those biweekly paychecks. Mm-hmm. So two weeks in, one week in, three months in, you're having conversations with this business that you're looking to accelerate. And if they're if their business plan needs to be molded or tweaked because that 40 plus hours that they now have to focus on their business isn't growing the business, then you have a chance to work together to really get that business to succeed. And it's so exciting. Yeah, it was kind of one of kind of one of my questions for you is, um, is there any sort of mentorship that's a part of a, a piece of this? Uh, like if somebody comes and they have questions and, um, you know, they're, they're in the process of, of growing, do you do they have that mentorship side with you? Yeah, so Jim Rohn said, your network is your net worth. All of the day hustlers and all of the angel employers, our goal is to create a network and a community. So somebody that applies to be a day hustler, for example, they are now transitioning, right? That's a big mindset to transition from an employee mindset to a business owner mindset. So we're working with life coaches, with business coaches, and then 
these day hustlers are service providers. So if somebody's trying to grow their marketing business or social media management business or podcast business, everyone can help everybody. Uh, you know, just like I'm, you know, marketing a book and you have a podcast on, and this is mutually beneficial for both of us. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I see uh, angel employment is a very mutually beneficial for the whole community. Mm. So to kind of piggyback off of something you mentioned, that's uh, sparking my interest to want to ask you is what is that shift that you have to make going from nine to five to your side hustle? And you referenced it just a moment ago. What is that shift you feel like you have to make in order to be successful in pursuing your own business versus the nine to five? Well, one of the things is whether right or wrong, I talk about this in my book is I've always been deadline based and you know, as far as, you know, like procrastinators, for example, like they needed that pressure to get something done. And I've always been good under pressure. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a boss, then who's pressuring you? Where's that accountability coming from? Well, angel employment is the perfect transition for that because you don't lose the things that would really stress you out. That's causing entrepreneurs mental breakdowns by not, you know, by having to worry about how to put food on the table. But it has that pressure because, you know, when we meet biweekly, when we, we do a salary review or a business review, then you, you still have somebody looking, looking at your business and saying, okay, are you doing what you put in your business plan? Because we're literally giving you back 40 hours a week of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, an amazing, I call it dream life hack instead of just a life hack to be able to do what you want, but you have to be responsible with that time because not only are we trying to accelerate your business, but you know, we're, we're trying to get everybody to, like I said, benefit from it and to, to really succeed. So that mindset of having people depend on you and, and taking the initiative to get things done. Uh, the mindset also, you know, when you're an employee, obviously, if you make mistakes, someone else is really paying for it mm -hmm. as far monetarily right? As an employee, you're, you're, you have to deal with fixing your problems. I, at least I think I would hope you took the, on that responsibility, mm -hmm. but as an, uh, as an employer, as, as a business owner, if things happen, you're, you know, it's on your shoes, it's on your table to fix. So having that learning that grit and, you know, despite this challenges, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to make this business succeed? That's a huge mindset. Mm -hmm. I love that. One of the things that I have, have come to realize that when we are pursuing something, you can't always control the end outcome, but you control the decision to actually step forward and do it. And so one of my, my life messages is let go of the outcome because sometimes there's things that are outside of our control. And so I'd be curious your perspective on how you've been able to let go of the outcome in your life and move forward into the things that you know, that got assert on your heart to pursue and do. I love that. I love that. I think that goes back to faith. You know, um, what do they say? You make plans and God laughs, right? Yeah. I think whatever outcome it is, that's where your faith comes in. That's where the gratefulness comes in, that that's what meant to be. That's what the outcome was meant to be, whether you thought that it was supposed to be that or not. And then you have to really have, um, have that faith to know that this is better than what you even imagined. And whether that's the end result or where that's going to lead you to something even greater. Absolutely. You have to, you have to, you know, you need to have a vision, 
you need to have a dream, but there's a balance in everything. What would you say has been the highlight for you in launching a book and stepping forward into this business? Is there anything that's so far been a highlight for you that you've just loved that's a part of the process of what you do? So much, so much has come from not being an employee anymore. I was thankful, right? I, I, I And I, I'm sorry, I was grateful and I was blessed because my golden handcuffs were truly golden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in that sense, it even took more for me to really uh, appreciate any challenge that I go through right now. There's people that are in handcuffs that are rusty and they Mm -hmm. hate their job and they hate their situation. Like I said, I enjoyed my job. I worked from home even before COVID. So again, physically, I was here for my family and, and all of that. But once I really let go of that and I became, you know, we're full-time business owners, full-time investors, I truly have control over my schedule and where I want to focus my time. And, you know, that's just huge. And I've also been able to talk to people to be able to offer something that really makes that could make a difference in someone's life has really just given me such a great sense of fulfillment. Mm. Um, you know, I was in property management and it's important to find purpose in everything you do, no matter what it is. But I feel like I was um I wasn't genuine to myself as to, yeah, I found fulfillment by helping somebody in their in their life's biggest investment, their home, right? But we were dealing with people, uh, board of directors of HOAs and condos that were fighting about, you know, little petty things. And again, you know, there, there's uh, there's purpose and fulfillment in little things, but overall I wasn't. Mm. Now, when I talk to somebody about, you know, giving them a vehicle to really pursue their passion or giving them a vehicle to really be able to be home for their kid and not miss a baseball game or not miss a dance recital. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what God's called forth for me. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what the biggest benefit of of this is. Mm. So on the flip side of that question, what would you say now that we've covered what, what the highlights have been, what would you say has been the biggest lessons that you've learned from walking this out? Biggest lessons is definitely you're not in this alone. And you don't have to be. There's a lot of times when you feel alone because you're doing something new, right? You don't have those, all those colleagues or all those people that know what you're talking about because I'm writing a book about something completely new and and um, it's exciting, but there's not a lot of people that, uh, you know, understand it at that level. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just remembering that I'm not alone, that even though, you know, people didn't create it, people understand it and they understand Mm -hmm. the value of it. And then it's just figuring out how to work together to really bring it forward to, to the masses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I'm so grateful for, for you and, you know, the other podcasts that I've been on, because that's what we're doing. We're spreading the message of something that could really help people pursue their passion. And I'm just so excited about that. I love that you bring that up because I so relate to that feeling of, of being lonely because you're right. Whether you're, I feel like whether you're in a big city or a small community, in my case, I'm in a small community, 
it is hard to find other people that understand and relate on that level, especially when you're looking at specific industries and you're obviously a financial and entrepreneurial industry. Um, it, it can feel very lonely. So I love your advice of remember that you're not alone because I feel like it's, that's so relatable, especially the, the solopreneur journey. It is hard to deal with the fact that sometimes you don't relate or not, not, there's not a lot of voices in the conversation, but to surround yourself, I feel like whether you're online or like we we've connected, um, through BBG and which is a, a community of online entrepreneurs and marketers, but to do things, to seek out that connection with other people. So I, I appreciate that you share that because I do feel like it's really relatable. And so one of the last questions I want to have for you here is if you could go back and give yourself any advice before you started your entrepreneur journey, what would it be? Oh, before I started it, um, I think it takes more than a vision and a goal and even more than just writing that vision and goal down. You really have to have a plan that going back to that clarity, like I say, F words are my favorite, um, but clarity has really become one of my favorite words. And, you know, when, when I don't know what I'm doing for the day, like that even boils down to the nitty gritty of being organized in the day when you don't know that, like you just have this anxiousness. And so clarity is really important. So if you don't know what your purpose is in life and you need to pray or you need to meditate or you need to just sit down and, you know, mind map, you know, all the things that are running through your head, just get to that point where at least you have a plan and and then have faith in that plan just stick it through and you know whatever comes your way if that's what you want find a way to make it happen and and you know that's what I would tell myself because uh, it's a constant reminder even though you know we've lived it it's something that we have to remind ourselves every day you know mm-hmm Yes. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being on this episode today and sharing with the audience your journey and your pearls of wisdom. Um, I know that they are going to gain so much from hearing your story and it, it is so beneficial to see somebody who has walked something out and is seeing those, the fruits of their labor and their and seeing their success. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your journey. And I want to leave the audience. Can you tell me where other people can follow you, where they can find you to learn more about angel investing or working with you. And just maybe they want to also just follow your journey. Where can they find you? Absolutely. So you can find me, uh, well, first the book, you can go to dayhustlebook.com. That talks about the book and it talks about myself. Uh, but there there's links to our company day hustles website. So it's dayhustle.com. Pretty simple. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well. And all the links are there. Okay, great. Yes, we will also leave uh, links as well in our description so we can point you in the right direction. So thank you, Gianna. It was so awesome to speak with you today. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N towne.com and on social media. And please just share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth.